Hey, how you guys doing? This is Producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marvel Hack Season 9, Issue 0, y'all. We are hitting another reboot. Um, if you have been with us through Season 8, you saw us go through the Dawn of X books. Uh, they weren't very good, except for maybe a couple of them. So we're hitting the reset button on our season. and um, We're going to go look back at Secret Wars 3. Um, I'm not going to ever do Secret Wars 2 because it's just so terrible. So we're going to do Secret Wars 3, and we'll talk about it as we get in the set in the show later. On the line tonight, I have my two favorite Marvel hacks. On the line, it's the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. Konnichiwa, people, and uh, happy Black History Month to all. Yes, for sure, for sure, yes. Uh, it is Black History Month as we are, the, what is it, the 7th? So just getting it started a little bit. Now, Brother Beavis, you know, during this month, man, we... We're gonna treat you proper and special, uh, but you know, don't get, don't get too, don't get too uppity. Don't, don't get I believe too fresh, the word. You know? Yeah, yeah, uppity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't watch those black panther takes. Hold <laughs> on the line. It's brother. Hey, what's, what's up from the back of the bus, standing room only? Yes, yeah, for for sure in the back of the bus. So yeah, man, uh, we're just um, recording on a Saturday night because we're nerds and we don't have a it's life. It's not but Saturday night. Same name before. We- yeah, it's Friday. No, it's Friday night. No, it's, it's Friday's worse. Isn't Friday worse if you have to stay in and read comic books? I think Friday's worse than Saturday night. I would agree. You, you could lie. Yeah. You could lie on Friday night and be like, oh, I, you know, I, I ran it so hard on Friday night I had to chill on Saturday and read my comic books. <laughs> Friday night. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. We're trying. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so, yeah, we're going to get started here. Uh, we'll set the show Again, last season we did Dawn of X. Uh, you can check in the archives at brotherscomics.com. You can find a link to all the episodes from there. And if you were thinking about reading the Dawn of X books, um, <laughs> you can go back there and check out our yeah, you can go back and check out our review for at least the first couple of issues for every single book. Um, but as we were getting started to talk about season nine, we had some options on the table. One of our options was to uh, look at a classic X-Men story. Another option, which will probably come up at some point in time during Season 9, is to look at this crossover between X-Men and Fantastic Four that just started. And then another option was to do the Secret Wars podcast. And Brother Beavis, in our famously long text chain, said, uh, the X-Men need to go in timeout. So you might want to explain why you said that. <laughs> they, had their, they, just, they need to take five, think about what they did, and then you know maybe think about how to re-engage with the rest of the world. Uh, they know what they did, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It you know we just you know again if you go back to season I guess seven and you go back to our House of X Dawn of X podcast you'll be like man they were so hyped <laughs> and then when you go into season eight you'll be like damn yeah. they were so hyped uh, <laughs> it just really changed completely. You know, and again, those books have still been coming out, you know, and I, I've said to y'all before, like, the the standard X-Men book is actually really good, but the stories are completely unrelated to one another. It's just like a bunch of literal one-issue books. And then the X-Force book, which we really liked out of all the bunch of them, um, has been really good. Um, so, there's, I mean, I have no real issues with that one. But the other ones, oof, boy, you are um, mm-hmm. you throwing your money down the drain, to be perfectly honest with you. So yeah, so we're going to put the X-Men in the timeout. We probably will come back to the X-Men Fantastic Four crossover. I did read the issue um, the other day. Um, It's not terrible, but it really is kind of filler. And so depending upon the release schedule, you know, we kind of like to have the books have, you know, like, all right, we can talk about issues one and issue two so you can have at least a a base idea. But the, the first issue was really just, you know hey, there's the Fantastic Four and the X-Men, and, you know, I'm always coming up with this idea of bringing them back together, and this time it's based on Franklin. So, all right. So we're going to jump into uh, Secret Wars from Jonathan Hickman uh, from 2000 and, like, I guess, 15, 16. 16. Um, if you haven't done so, and I'll, I'll include a link somewhere on there, the first podcast that we ever did to review comic books was actually the Secret Wars original OG podcast. Mm-hmm. Now, um... If you haven't done so, you should go. Well, two things. First off, if you can forgive the audio quality, <laughs> um, please go back. <laughs> Once you get over the audio quality, uh, 
Talk shoe recording live. Okay, um, so if you can get over that part of it, once you get into it, it's really some of the most entertaining stuff that we've actually done because mm. it really started as an homage and turned into an absolute parody of the whole thing. <laughs> it was really, um, uh, I mean, it's just yeah, it, it's 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 something else. Uh, so. Yeah, so yeah, we said we'll, we, it was really good, you should do that. We said we'll never do Secret Wars 2 because it's just so awful. And so now we're up to Secret Wars 3. Um, so let's get into this. Before we even start uh, issue number one, which is the book we're going to review tonight, uh, where were you at in 2015 in terms of collecting and reading comic books, Brother Beavis? Uh, I, I think you, know, you... Were you in the game? Were you out of the game? No, I think, wasn't this the same time like that new X-Men book was coming out? the all-new original X-Men yeah, or whatever it's called. <laughs> and I think it was another yeah. case of, like, where you started telling me, like, hey, you ought to check this out. Like, kind of like when I got back into wrestling. Like, hey, have you watched WCW yeah. Nitro? So, yeah, I think you kind of yeah. put it in my ear. And, and I, you know, Secret Wars obviously has not a lot of nostalgia. And I got this, and I was so lost. I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't... Yeah. Like if okay, uh, wasn't there what was there a, a Secret Wars zero for this or something like that or some sort of? I do re- believe there was a zero. Was. For this they needed they needed like a negative yeah. one and a negative two and a negative three <laughs> or something because I did not take this class in college. I could not uh, I could yeah, not pass yeah. the exam on Secret Wars three when I read this yeah. first time. Yeah, it, it is confusing, and we'll talk about it when we jump into the issue here in a second, but um, we definitely got a little bit more base knowledge now from having read Hickman's New Avengers books. Sandman in 2015-16, were you in it reading comic books? Were you out of the game? Where were you at? Uh, I was a little more on the out-of-the-game side, and I definitely, even though I did know about the this version of Secret Wars, um, I'm not even sure that I knew at that time that Secret Wars 2 had even happened. So I was like, well, really? you talk about YouTube yeah. confused. I mean, shit. Uh, I, I electronically kind of tried to catch up what was going on, and I had no idea. Right. I obviously, just if like you said, someday uh, under hypnotic therapy, you may be forced to recall Secret Wars 2 if you successfully uh, purged it from yeah. your memory. <laughs> worst day of my life. Uh, yeah, okay. it was. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I had no idea what was going on with this, and I was kind of like, you know what, comics have kind of surpassed me, and I just kind of was resigned to my fate yeah. at that point, uh, <laughs> not, believing, not believing I would probably yeah. be back in, but yeah, that's where I was. <laughs> yeah. You know, Doc, he doesn't have a lot of time left, as we'll just give him Secret Wars 3. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. All right, so yeah, we're going to jump in the book. We'll set the show. We're going to do uh, a, not a full blurred notes. Uh, we're going to do Secret Wars issue number one. Uh, and then over the course of season nine here, we will get through all essentially nine issues of this um, uh, miniseries. Uh, it had originally an eight-issue run, and then they made another issue that came out several months later when they finally concluded the whole thing. It messed up their whole restart to the relaunch that came out of this. Uh, Marvel, again, comic book problems, first world comic book problems, and um, just uh, this this series is just a, 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 a real capsule of all the problems that are kind of in modern comics in the last, you know, 15 to 20 years. Mm-hmm. But all right. But before we do that, again, not a full blurred note, just a couple of things that have come out. I want to get the fellas' temperature on some of these things. Um, the first one up, uh, Sam Raimi has been picked by Disney to direct Doctor Strange 2. Uh, Sam Raimi has not directed a movie, I don't believe, in, I think, 13 years or something like that. Um, I don't know if that was Spider-Man 3, the last movie he directed, or was some other independent. But, yeah, he's up for Doctor Strange 2. Um, anybody got any positive feelings one way or the other? Obviously, he did a great job on Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2. Um, we don't talk about Spider-Man three, so <laughs> you know, Brother Beavis. Any does it does it even matter like who the directors are for some of these movies? Because sometimes I think that it doesn't. Um, you know, it's funny. I think with uh, with him on Spider-Man, it was really in Spider-Man two with a lot of the horror elements, particularly related to Doctor Octopus, that like his touch kind of came started to come in a lot heavier. Like if you, I don't think if you didn't read the credits you would have necessarily like watch spider-man and be like oh that was a sam raimi movie so i think that um 
This I think he they kind of did him dirty or they they kind of gave him a bad taste in his mouth with three, and I you know I think he's somebody that could have had a much stronger and longer relationship with Marvel if it, if not for that. So I think it's good yeah. to get him back, and I think also now he's getting a um, a a, a uh, product line that's that his like experience plays into and his the the horror elements and things like that I think play directly into it. So I think it's a good I think it's a good thing and I think the the other thing is there you know we've said a couple of times like Doctor Strange did get a push he came out of Infinity War stronger than most um, but you know mm-hmm. he was a little bit on the generic side in his own movie which was fine and so you know he he might need a little bit of he might need some rub wrestling term uh, from yeah, you know a named term. director just like he needs mm-hmm. you know a feature uh, rap term of uh, the Scarlet Witch or whoever, so. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, and Doctor Spider-Man Strange 2, Electric three. Boogaloo. So, sorry, I got there all. There you go, man. I, you got all I, I got bingo. I got, I got a Marvel Hacks bingo. There <laughs> 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 you go. You did cover them all there. Um, Spider-Man 3 had all the earmarks of, hey, you know what? We're the studio heads, and we're going to force everything into this movie because we're – bound by trilogies and we're going to force everything in and they got their dirty grubby hands in there saying man yeah. um so is it a good idea for him to come back or you know has he been out of the game too long you know to even make an impact in a movie like this um you know at first when i heard his name i was kind of like wow really sam raimi and but then when i started to think about it um he has a kind of over um campiness at times to his movies that could actually work really well with someone like Doctor Strange when I started thinking about it. Uh, he's got, you know, background in horror and some movies, obviously, so that could really um, work well for Doctor Strange if they do it right. And um, Feige, he has a way of finding the right fit when it comes to these. That's how Marvel's lasted this long in these movies so um, surprisingly I think uh, I've seen a lot of responses online and a lot of people are kind of hyped for it now uh, whereas before I don't know if they were and uh, so yeah I think this could work it's um you know they didn't come get to this uh, um, by the conventional route but it might have um, they might have just found each other and it might, it might work out yeah yeah, it could be a you know a mutual thing to kind of build a relationship that got burned a few years ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean again, I'm whatever for Doctor Strange too. Again, I'm not a huge fan of the character, so this doesn't really do anything for me. I don't know that it would matter who was directing it. Um, all right, before we get to that, the other movie news that we happened yesterday or rumor is allegedly Rogue, the character Rogue, the X Men Rogue could be one of the villains or maybe even the main villain in Captain Marvel 2. Um, Electric Boogaloo. Obviously, there's a comic book connection there. Um, but I don't know that they make a whole hell of a lot of sense in terms of how they've already introduced Captain Marvel. But, you know, mm-hmm. they could go back. They could tell an origin. I don't know. I don't know. So uh, does the idea of Rogue being in Captain Marvel 2 do anything for you, Brother Baby? I think there's two things that could come out of this that I think are both good. Number one, it does more for Rogue than it does for Captain Marvel because we saw in the mm, X-Men yes. movies, like Rogue was fine, but she was basically the Kitty Pride role. Um, you know, they worked mm-hmm. her in the story, but she's not the X-Men, the animated series version. That's essentially the powerhouse of the team. So number one, mm-hmm. if that's an avenue to get us like a legit Rogue, um, then I'm all for that. Number two... It, maybe it's a way to dampen Captain Marvel's powers and so that mm. she can actually mm. exist alongside everyone else and have stories and not just like sweep in mm. and blow up everything at the end of the movie. So I think it could be good. Um, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. You know, for a second there, and again, for longtime listeners of this podcast, you know, brother viewers and I share a brain. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, well, first off, they're going to bring back Anna Paquin. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> no, I was actually thinking yeah. they need to find whoever did the voice of Rogue in the cartoon and have her play it. I don't care what she looks like. Lighten up on yeah. the speech, sugar. Yeah, so. <laughs> and starring as Rogue. 
a caricature drawn by Jim Lee. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Why are your I mean, boots I, so yeah, big? Oh, how, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they would pull that off. Yeah, that, that's going to be a tough character to cast, but that, that's jumping way off into the deep end here. Uh, same well, they, let me let me make Jack one more Marvel. point. That's another case of like sure. when someone starts off as a villain and they're ultra-powerful, and as soon as they become a hero, they're like, they just fold in front of everything they have to fight yeah like there's this man mm-hmm. where she yeah. owns all the x-men like over the, the course team. of a couple issues yeah <laughs> yeah and then as yeah. soon as she shows up she's like yeah then she's all all the color yellow uh the number nine yeah. like everything <laughs> is <Yeah>. just, yeah. <laughs> force back the reference force back um, the <laughs> nice all right, uh, Sandman, Rogue, and Captain Marvel 2, Electric Boogaloo. You know what? So many people are, are um, they either dislike Brie Larson or just want to see <laughs> Captain Marvel cut down to size. Just have been uh, uh, dying to see this uh, happen in the um, in the movies. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do this or not. It seems, um, it seems like a bit of a rush. But yeah, and obviously you said before, yeah, that she's already Captain Marvel. She's not. She never was Miss Marvel. So I don't know how they're gonna mm-hmm. do that. I guess I don't know. They they don't have a. They're not beholden to the comics, but they generally um, honor uh, the comics when they can. So I don't know. I imagine they'll have yeah. do some kind of composite, some kind of just all that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but like Beaver said, they probably could make her not quite as Superman level as um, <laughs> as she is right now because, I mean, who can stand up to her? I mean, she took out a freaking Thanos yeah. flagship by herself <laughs> in the Infinity War. So, I mean, um, yeah, yeah. She essentially took out Thanos by herself. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for the, the power stone, one for the power she stone, even hurt her. Yeah, she would have beat him. So. Yeah, I mean. So, yeah. yeah. I would, I mean. Yeah, we. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying, we've said on this podcast a bunch of times that a, a lot of the hate towards Captain Marvel is primarily just because Brie Larson decided she wasn't going to kiss, kind of, you know, <laughs> fanboy ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's basically what it is. If she came out and, uh, you know, if she came out and was wearing the little booty mm-hmm. suit, whatever, and was <laughs> right. like, you know, golly, you greet G, y'all, or whatever, nobody would be saying If she had just ever. properly that's objectified it. herself, then we'd be fine watching her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They better not try and t- squeak in a binary and have her out there kicking it with space whales, though. I mean, that's, they, they yeah, better not exactly. go that route. Easy. Right. Yeah, but you know what though? It it would see. We get off of the deep end on this too. It would be, I think, a better story for Captain Marvel is to tell it in space. The mm. more she's on Earth, mm. I think, is a bigger problem. Yes. Um, because I think you can, you know, make her fight whether it be robots or aliens or whatever that makes more sense. As soon as she comes to Earth, it is becomes a Superman situation, and she's so much more powerful than everybody. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Okay. Related to this, um, and I, I considered, you know, at some point in time, maybe going to see it, but I, I had to go by myself. Birds of Prey came out Thursday, um, and it did okay, I guess, in terms of the Thursday uh, box office or whatever. You know, they were saying it's trailing behind uh, Shazam, but Shazam was PG-13, Birds of Prey is rated R. Um, the... If you believe in Rotten Tomatoes, it's had a great hot Rotten Tomatoes core. People that I listen to and follow on the Twitters and whatnot are like, this is a really good movie, blah, 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 blah. I mean, so at some point, I'm going to actually see this. The movie theater? Mm. But I'm going to see it at some point in time. Uh, y'all got any thoughts about wanting to go and see it? And speaking of, I, I, I definitely don't think it went into the objectifying women route. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 I will probably it. also not be in the theater, but I would say the difference between this is like, uh, like if I, if I had my TV on and I fell and like hurt my back and Shazam came on, I would watch it. Like if I was like stuck on the floor, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, if, but if, if I, if this movie like came on HBO or whatever, like, Oh, I gotta check that out sometime, you know? So it's definitely, it's definitely yeah. there. So, but yeah, I just, yeah. I, I can't see uh, spending any capital to go see it, make the time to go see it. 
Alexa, change the channel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> damn, Porsche's Porsche's damn, damn, that's awful. Wow. Uh, Sandman, any thoughts of seeing Birds of Prey in the movie theater or otherwise? Uh, I considered it, I really did, but ultimately, I just came down to there's no really not the one in this um, movie that I care to see for two hours on the screen. I just you know, yeah. I find Harley Quinn. I mean, we've had this conversation before. I find her irritating, which is the whole point yeah. of the character. Anyway, I mean, she's kind of like the female Deadpool for uh, DC, mm-hmm. yes. and, um, and I, I find Deadpool very irritating too. So you know, this 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 whole um, type, this whole character is just not down my line. So in the theater, I watch it. You know, I, I, I'm curious to see how you know people are saying it's good. I was like, wow, how'd you do that? I'm kind of curious how they did it, but yeah, to pay for it. Eh, not so much. I'll wait, I'll wait for it. It would be funny to means. it would be funny to have a movie with Harley and Death uh, Deathstroke, where the running joke was mm. like that they were both yeah. ripped off, or the, who was the ripoff of Deadpool, or that whole yeah, yeah. rip off triangle. That'd be funny. yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just don't. I don't, I mean, like I said, I mean, I think we talked about this before it came out. It's like you know we're clearly not the target audience, and that's okay. Like I mean, I think we can't complain about. Um, you know, movies not being made for us in the superhero genre, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I have no problem with like, hey, maybe I'm not the target audience, but, you know, I definitely at least want to give it a shot and, you know, and actually see it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, it'll be curious to see what the box office looks like, but it sounds like it's actually a good movie and um, it should make some money this weekend. All right. Lastly. Um, the Super Bowl happened. Uh, I could not, as a Bengals fan, I could definitely not cheer for the 49ers. I was definitely sweating it out there for a few minutes, uh, thinking that they were going to win. But Patrick Mahomes goes complete Superman in the fourth quarter. But who cares about any of that shit? Uh, the halftime show was great. And <laughs> Disney Plus uh, ran an, an ad in the second half of the game. And uh, you got to see a preview of uh, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier. And the, I guess, WandaVision show. So, I mean, very just drop-in kind of shots or whatever. But, you know, clearly something that's going to be coming out. I think Winter Soldier comes out in the summer. And uh, WandaVision comes out in December. So, you got a long wait on that one. So, any initial thoughts, Sandman, on what you saw? I mean, from the uh, frames, basically, that we saw. I mean, it was so quick. Um, it looks good, obviously. You know, Marvel's putting some money into this stuff, so it better look good. Um, there was literally like one shot of Loki in like a prison outfit or something like that, so you know, who knows what that's going yeah. on with that. But from what I saw, yeah, I mean, I'm very interested in uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Like, what the, the Zemo is going to be the enemy, uh, who is the villain from one of the villains from um, uh, Civil War, I guess. Well, I guess he was the only main villain, but. Um, between that and um, WandaVision, I, honestly, at first I didn't care at all about that, but I'm curious what they're going to do. Are they going to the uh, the scuttlebutt is that that might be the back doorway that they introduce mutants into the um, Marvel universe, mm. and maybe like a reverse, no more mutants. <laughs> it's just just yeah. mutants. So all the mutants, all the yeah. mutants, yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. If, if, I'm curious if they're going to try to do something like that. Uh, and um, Vision, he's dead <laughs> in the movie. So like, what, yeah, he's uh, obviously animated or alive in this. So they've got uh, some uh, questions yeah. to answer. So yeah, I'm I'm very interested to in see what's going on with these. It looks like they pulled uh, a lot from, well, I mean, there's a lot of prop references in there. It looks like there was a scene from being on Who's the Boss from Brady oh, Bunch, yeah, yeah. Uh, from definitely that, that Vision comic book that came out a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like it's going to be trippy and all over the map, but but, but purposely so. Uh, so it'll be probably more interesting to see how they pull that off, whereas Brother Beaver's uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier looked like a straight-up just comic book show, and the, from the scenes that I saw, I was getting kind of hyped. Yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to sort of storytelling on the less-than-blockbuster scale with any of these characters. Yeah. Um, I think there's just... Mm-hmm. To have the, the pacing and the space to tell these stories, and, you know, I think there was some goodness in Netflix... Um, you know those series were better than some of them were better than others. I think they, you know, they hopefully that 
they've learned a little bit from that because the pacing always seemed to be off there always seemed to be a dead spot in the middle of the series but like this i'm, I'm just re i'm really excited about you're just having to be able to tell a story that develops over time with these characters and, and just fleshes them out particularly because they're in a lot of cases focusing on focusing on people who were you know not the big three uh, a little bit in the background and mm -hmm. just getting to flesh mm -hmm. that out i i'm really looking forward to it yeah right. I, I really i mean you know you read a lot of the stuff online about falcon and winter soldier you've seen the pictures of u.s agent on there there's a like i think there was a screenshot of him walking out there i mean i think when we were reading those sam wilson captain america books i think we're going to see a little bit of that like i think u.s I'm agents sure. essentially going to be you know maga cap you know for <laughs> lack of a better term right. and you know he's going to be accepted by certain groups of people where sam isn't like i i definitely think there's an underlying current which we saw in the freaking in that comic book as well and i you know i in these certain political times i think that's a great story to freaking feed off of like just as you know whether it's a plot or b plot i think you know that's huge because and, you know when we read that book we were like you know what this is an interesting book. This is exactly what would happen if Captain America was black. This is exactly <laughs> what would happen. Yeah. And um, so I wonder if they play into that at all. And I think, Brother Beavis, what you said about the Netflix shows and what I think maybe Disney Plus or Marvel learned from there is that, you know, less is a little bit more. So I think I saw where Captain Winter Soldier is, um, is six episodes. Yeah. Or maybe WandaVision is six and the other one is eight. Like, that's it. Those ten episodes on uh, Netflix were killer. Yeah. And, like, whenever they got to that episode, we were like, oh, we got to go tell this backstory. I was like, you know what? I'm through. Uh, we're good. Well, like, you know, even with Mandalorian, there's a the couple. Mandalorian hits a stretch toward the middle where they're just cranking out formula <laughs> stories. And so, you know, that was, yeah. what, eight, right? So, yeah, six could be about eight. right. But, yeah, they... Yeah, it's not six. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to summer for them to get there. You know, I, I, I don't like the idea that they don't like you, they let you binge like Netflix, where you can see it all at once. You know, so you build up the anticipation, you get all the freaking, you know, the kind of social media talk in between the week. So that's kind of cool as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. All right. That's that abbreviated blurred notes, not really, but yeah, it is what it is. All right, let's get into these damn books, or I guess book. All right, so um, Secret Wars, y'all, three. Um, I don't know, man. Basically, what this was really was to, the backstory is is that this was to actually end the ultimate imprint, though. So the ultimate comic books, and I, get, I have a note here that says, did y'all read any Ultimate books? Because whenever I used to, because that was when I was in Prime collecting time, I didn't read any of them shits. It no. just seemed like, I mean, because we're being kind of nerds. It's like, oh, this shit's for little kids. Fuck that shit. Fuck, you know, fuck Marvel and those little kid books. Um, and I never read any of them. So did y'all read any Ultimate books? I did I not. I, I was, I, I was yeah, thinking quick, about I this because I had a feeling you, we keep talking. Go ahead. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I'm gonna yeah, let you finish, uh, but okay. Yeah, I tried to dabble in <laughs> Ultimate X Men, but man, this shit was so confusing to me, yeah. and it didn't make no damn sense. <laughs> and a lot of this, I, I I tried, and I was like, nah, I'm out. And and after that, you know, the yeah. Ultimate, the other ones kind of seemed similar to me, so I was like, nah, this ain't for me, and I and I just left it alone after that. So okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, brother Beavis. Any ultimate books? I don't think so. I may have one or two. Um, I was thinking about this, and I, the other imprint they they came out with was twenty ninety nine, and I did read some of those. Yeah, I like the Spider Man one. Mm -hmm. The X Men one was garbage. Uh, the one that Sam, yes. there, the one that Stan Lee did, R I P, was absolute garbage. Um, mm -hmm. The Ghost Rider mm -hmm. one was pretty cool, but I only got a couple of those. But yeah, Ultimates I didn't really get into. Although I will say. That was the basis for the um, the that first cartoon they came out on DVD. That was great. The second part sucked, but the first mm -hmm, Avengers mm -hmm. Ultimate yeah, Avengers was part. awesome. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was really bad. Oh yeah, yeah, that second one was really really bad. Um, yeah, so yeah, so this is uh, gonna end the Ultimate imprint, the 2099 imprint as well. And really, these books are folding out of. Um, New Avengers slash the Illuminati books that we reviewed the first, I think, eight issues before it went into an event, uh, I think was 
I can't even what Infinity was that event, and then that event essentially leads into these freaking books. Um, and so there are going to be some pulls there. You can kind of see like kind of what I nicknamed as Hickmanisms here. And I'm going to introduce a, a a comic trope thing. And I wish I could do a sounder for when that is going to come because there is a huge freaking comic book trope in here that um, maybe you caught, maybe you didn't, but more than likely y'all too will have caught it. Uh, so uh, hang on for that. All right, so. Um, I think our recollection of this when we first read it, and like Brother Beavis, you did like that. This was not any good. Like <laughs> you saying that you were confused by it or whatever. And I, you know, I think <laughs> one of our long-standing jokes is like, yeah, you could read it in one shit yeah. like in the in the bathroom because there was just no words to it. It was just all like you know, like pictures. Yeah, yeah, it's it's there's uh this was sort of splash pagey and rah rah and what there was to read like I'm like I don't know what you're talking about what is a what is a convergence I don't I don't know who's the maker I don't understand what's happening yeah, yeah so I do like so the are art you though. looking forward to reading this yeah are you looking forward to this with reading it with new eyes knowing what you know going in yeah like I, that was my thing I was like oh I know that one now yeah, definitely. Definitely, and right. because I, so I kind of, I don't know that I actually finished it, but I kind of know how it ends, and uh, there there was some goodness. I'm actually, I don't, we we probably won't cover this, but I may do some side brother side research on all the little offshoot yeah. titles they did. Uh, I don't know if there's yeah. anything good in those or not, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Well, I, the Battle World books, and you know, kind of reading some wikis or whatever that they, the Battle World books were actually like different other eras or, or different like universes or whatever or multiverse things like the house of x universes on battle world right. as well as age of apocalypse right. um the no more mutants you know like all of that stuff is on battle world and i didn't read any of the battle world books so i might yeah mm-hmm. kind of go off to the side to you know look at some of those books as well to kind of see what was going on over there but as the main book comes you know this is something that you know i think people talk about it all the time is why comic books aren't very popular. They're like, oh yeah, this event or whatever, Secret Wars, this is this big thing. Again, we have enough comic book knowledge to try to figure something out and y'all dropped us into this in 2016 and we were completely lost. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I mean, like completely. Like the, yeah. yeah, we knew the names of the characters, but we didn't know anything of what was going on. And so I think, you know, a lot of people who want to get into reading comic books or whatever, the continuity or just the, the overall story or whatever just kind of can be intimidating. And I think that happens here in this book with, if you hadn't read New Avengers. All right. So Jonathan Hickman and Isad Ribic, uh, initial thoughts on the art? I love it. It's different. I love um, the, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's clean, detail. but then the, the, the light inking, it's got it doesn't have a real heavy inking makes it look i don't know it just i I think it gives it like it's sort of that mix of the clean and and the rough edge i like a lot of the shading in the background stuff like that there's i like the art a lot yeah sammy yeah good call on the inking because it it, um there's a lot of like with the explosions and stuff it's very luminous it actually looks like a 3D uh, comic book page jumping off the page, you know what I mean? And um, I don't know who the artist's name is, but um, he the way he draws eyes is a little strange. So because there's a lot of people with the kind of the the kind of look going on in this book. Yeah, there's some, there's some Scooby Doo looks in there. Yeah, <laughs> that was the there's only thing Scooby-Doo that kind of bothered me. But, uh, uh, he's very talented. Yeah. Uh, other than that, though, I, I mean, the, yeah. I think he did a good job. Yeah. So much uh, a Hickmanism. Uh, black opening pages with very few words on them. Uh, so we get this, and you know, what is the light you see before you die? It's God, son. And we see Doctor Strange, uh, Doctor Doom, and Molecule Man standing on this platform, and they get hit with this white blinding light, and you don't really know what's going on, you know. And you know, later on, we're going to wind up they wind up telling the end, you know, telling the end at the beginning of this book. But at this point in time, like they're just dropping you in. And again, had maybe have you read New Avengers and all that stuff? You might have had a better idea of what's going on, but maybe. somebody just picking this book up would not know. You would not go. But yeah, he's standing before the Beyonders, and that's plural there, and so it'll come back. Here's another thing that confuses the hell out of you too. 
Earth 1610 and Earth, what, 616? Y'all couldn't make them fucking Earths with different numbers? That's too close, man. Yeah, that's a little close. <laughs> is 1610's un- is, uh, Ultimate Earth, right? The Ultimates, yeah. Yeah, 1610's yeah. Ultimates and 616 is like main, the regular yeah, that's too close, man. That's why you couldn't change the numbers around a little bit because that makes it very confusing. Yeah. Um. And essentially, we get the the MCU Avengers really on Earth sixteen ten. Okay, you get Sam Jackson as um uh Nick Fury. You get uh Jeremy Renner as Captain America. I mean, really, yeah, it's really, yeah, it's really, yeah, Captain America. Sorry, Hawkeye. You know, so you get that, and then you got this guy called the Maker who is Reed Richards with a Hickmanism. Uh, a, uh, a villainous character or potentially villainous character with a mask on where you can't see their face. Um, total Hickmanism. Uh, so so it hit, it hit me on this stuff. earlier. Like I think they kind of cyclopsed uh, Reed Richards for a period as, as well. I think like they went a little overboard with Reed being kind of a dick. Um, and I understand this is yes, the ultimate or an alternate <laughs> implementation, but like they they yeah. might have gone a little overboard with him. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you, and I have s- several notes in here about uh, him being a dick. Um, so yeah, so he, Reed is telling him, or the Maker is telling him about all the stuff about the end of the world, about the incursions that we again learned about in New Avengers slash the uh, Illuminati team, and all of that stuff. And then he's on this big ship called the City, and he's got two groups of people on there: the, the the Cable, and then the Children of Tomorrow, which is essentially the Future Foundation uh, of their Earth or whatever. And then now here's what I didn't understand, and I couldn't find a wiki to explain it to me either: the Cable, which is Thanos. Oh, I think it's uh, pronounced Cabal, but yeah. uh, Cabal. Thank you. Yeah. The Cabal is Thanos, the chick, uh, Terax, and then the chick that. Yeah, and then Black Swan. So, are they? Did at some point in time did they jump over to sixteen ten? Must have. Because that's a good question. They're with them. So at some point, yeah, and that's the confusing part because if you did read the New Avengers, they were on Earth six ten or six sixteen, but now they're with this group of people or they're with Reed's group of people, and that comes up actually later in in another part of this book as too that you're not sure about. So, yeah, so it's an incursion event. They're the last two universe left, and they're colliding, and there's going to be a battle. And, again, where I think the artwork is really great, oh, it becomes very confusing on what's going on. So on yes. one of the pages we have to pay for, even though there's no story, yeah. uh, <laughs> at the bottom <laughs> they say, the Cabal on Earth-1610 from Earth-616. So that's exactly what happened. Oh, okay, so... They name dropped it. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, good to know. Thank you. I might skip that page that I paid for. There was no words on it. Um, so uh, Reed, though, drops, or, or 1610 Reed drops the lines. That's the first words in the New Avengers. It's like, everything dies. So yeah. it's a complete throwback to that Reed Richards on this earth. And the incursion is, co- uh, is coming, and there's going to be a battle. It's the same thing. Like, we got to destroy their earth before we destroy theirs or something like that. It's kill or be killed speech by Sam Jackson. Or Nick Fury, and um, but Mass Reed has some tricks up his sleeve. Like he's definitely like an evil, evil Cyclops or an evil, evil whoever. Uh, he's definitely got other plans for this whole thing that he's not telling anybody. Um, so you know, kind of getting into the introductory part of the book, Brother Beavers. How are you feeling now that you know something? When you didn't know anything when you read it the first time, now that you know something, yeah. where do you feel? Better now, and the and I like even reading it again. Like keeping like really paying attention to when you're on sixteen ten versus six sixteen makes a real difference. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I was yeah. I made it several pages in before I had to flip back and start to read again. So, but yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like yeah, I, was I was like was... okay, uh, I kind of recognize these people, but I don't have any idea what's going on. So no, I'm better this time. Yes. Straight up, the introduction to this book, like taking out the re- the part about Doom or whatever, the kind of the you know the godly part or whatever, like the comic book part of this shit is really dope. Like once it gets into that part, it's really really cool when you start to see the battle and stuff uh, in Manhattan uh, between the heroes and um, 
the heroes on both Earths, although the 1610 heroes are kind of Saturday night superstars. <laughs> um, because they don't really get a lot of offense wrestling <laughs> wrestling term. Um, because they're really getting their asses kicked. This My note here says, oh, this is like when WCW got it. Uh, it was on WWE. Yeah, yeah. Like, y'all was there, and you did some things, but you was definitely taking an L. You are um, definitely getting a Stone Cold so, Stunner or two, and uh, two. one guy's probably going to kick all your asses. So, sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, as Evil Reed is pl- is planning his plot, uh, Earth-6... 16 Reed is planning their get up off of Earth uh, thing. They've essentially made their own city called The Raft. Uh, and then they have corrected, you know, uh, Resurrection Team. And it's really just some Noah's Ark shit. Um, you know, that they've gathered a bunch of scientists um, and all these people that, you know, are they're going to, wherever they're going to go off into this void or whatever to try to recreate whatever they were going to try to recreate. Um, and that it gets kind of confusing in that part because there's so much going on, Sandman. Yeah. Did you get confused or you kind of were able to follow the story? Well, thank God we read the Avengers uh, before this uh, Hickman's run because if I didn't have that base knowledge that you know, this incursion stuff was happening first, I would be so confused right now. I would, mm. I probably would have stopped reading the book, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. It, it gets for me. It gets to a like um, a critical mass point where it's like, okay, fuck this book. I don't understand what's going on. But since mm-hmm. I did, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I kind of know. Even so, it was still a little confusing to me because at yeah. times I didn't know which heroes were mm-hmm. on what side at first because I yeah. they got which ca- Earth yeah when Earth like sixteen sixteen ten and. Um, and then the mainland uh, the heroes, uh, you got Captain Marvel fighting Iron Man here. For a moment, I didn't know, okay, well, who's, which Iron Man is this? Is this our Iron Man in which a different one? armor? Yeah. And is this this Captain America who's, like, having a beef with him right now? Or is this just, I, I, didn't, I didn't know. Uh, I figured it out, but it took a while. Um, so, yeah, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, and then uh, Cyclops comes in. I'm kind of skipping ahead <laughs> with the, the the Phoenix in. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "What?" I literally said, what "Yeah, the we'll get fuck? there." Oh, don't don't worry. <laughs> I have several notes. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm glad so, to see I'm not alone. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, and, yeah. And, and well, never, part of the rest. Yeah. Go ahead. It makes no sense. No, it just makes no sense. No, you're not wrong. Okay. It makes no sense. Um, part of the resurrection team, however, is Black Widow and Spider Woman, and they're carrying what is called the uh, real cargo that they're trying to get to the raft so they can get off of this Earth as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll come back to that as well too. Uh, but there's a lot of drama on the raft, and Reed's a dick here too, Brother Beavis. He's not mass. Reed is a really big penis, but unmasked Reed is a pretty big dick too. Yeah, he's just a regular Illuminati asshole. Um, but yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, all, all chemists and physicists. We got them. They, we got like a bag full of them. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. They lose, they lose two people, um, or two people yeah. decide to stay up, stay behind. But yeah, from his Noah's Ark, but yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. here's the part where like, I kind of have to have read this issue to sort of get the feel for what's going on with this part. But there's, uh, this dude manifold. I don't know. All right. So I am clearly treading on dangerous ground in the month of february because i'm going to yeah. refer to black panther yeah. but um mm. i don't know if he's in the regular story but manifold ends up playing into that intergalactic uh empire of wakanda uh, so i don't know what his story is but mm-hmm. but he's a part yeah. of that story as well yeah well what, remember i told you before i was going to be like hey uh comic book trope but ding 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 here's a comic book trope <laughs> where the black dude's got to sacrifice himself for all these white people um because that's not just uh, comic yeah. books like i mean they took somebody i mean because literally i mean i i had to go wikipedia manifold because i was like i know i heard of him before but why do i know of him and they had to go see what his powers were and why or whatever but regardless of all that he's going to sacrifice himself uh, for the Caucasians so they can get off the earth. Yeah, comic book trope. Um, especially in freaking um, of Marvel events, Civil War, mm. Civil War Chris, Two, Chris this one. Uh, I mean, it's just <laughs> 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 it's like, you know what? It's like the Marvel people are sitting in their freaking towers in New York. It's like you know what? That'd be a good event, <laughs> nigga. Can we kill? <laughs> oh, terrible. <laughs> 
It's true. It's true. They're it's like, true. what are you saying? Right, so. We don't give significant res- significant roles to minority characters. We they all <laughs> die these these fantastic deaths. Uh, yeah. did, did you hear yourself just now? Yeah. Yeah. Goliath, yeah, I mean, Black just, Goliath I mean, was the whole reason they fought the Civil War. Uh, did, yeah, you, exactly. did you hear yourself mm-hmm. just now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Did you say, uh, what? What? Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're like, let's find a minor black character so we kill it. Uh, so that will get all the whiteies upset. Uh, so yeah. they'll do and do something else. Like, I mean, that's basically where we're at. So um, Patriots, so, fu- whatever. Patriots so, yeah. fucked is what you're telling. Me. Yeah. He could be one over his shoulder. He could be one crossover yeah. away from death. Yeah, <laughs> Patriot's definitely looking over his shoulder, like, "Oh, damn, it's your turn, son." Yeah. <laughs> like, all the day, I ain't all even the an ex. I'm not even a mutant. Like, yeah, sorry, you're gonna die. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> and all the black heroes looking at him like in their fucking ghost forms, like Jedi and shit. Like, oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Lando's dancing. All right. Anyway. All right. So we're way off here. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So the Battle of New York is happening here, um, and it's essentially Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes as well, uh, the cartoon. And then we get the Guardians of the Galaxy straight out of the freaking movie. I mean, straight out of the movie, down straight down to the costumes. And I, I, I meant to look up what the the date was of when Guardians the movie came out and when this comic book came out because you get. Drax oh, straight out oh, of the Drax movie. Is out get, of the movie. Uh, yeah, straight out uh, of the movie. <laughs> yeah, and you get uh, the uh, rocket that you're kind of quite familiar with from the movie, and as well as Star Lord in his freaking, you know, MCU costume. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, and you know, there's a, a big fight that they're going to take out the helicarrier from Earth 1610. It's Storm and Thor, the James Foster Thor. They light up the helicarrier. And then Sentinels show up just out of nowhere. Sandman just came before. And then, you know, Cyclops is riding the Phoenix egg. <laughs> uh, my note says, can we, my note says, can we talk about that for a second? Okay. So at some point in time, whether it be season 10 or otherwise, we're going to deal with Avengers vs. <laughs> oh, X-Men. No. We will deal with it. Oh, oh, yeah, boy. we're going to have to. But oh, boy. Yeah. talk about stuff that just it seemed like they were just throwing stuff on the wall, like Phoenix eggs. And then it was like five people that had the Phoenix. It was, it was a lot. Hey, those on, those people are in timeout right now. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> those people. <laughs> yes. So yes, this is full racer X Cyclops uh, is not a good version here. Terrible. Um, Terrible. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. Yeah, but I, there's a point in the book though where I'm like, okay, the beginning of this was like really, really cool, and then it got kind of confusing with the heroes fighting, and then my note on here says like you see all these things, and then it just it seems like like the next few pages turned into a bunch of all oh, shit moments. They're like, oh, you know what would be cool? Oh shit, let's have to do a fastball special, but with instead of Wolverine, let's do it with Colossus and Hulk. Oh shit, that would be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it got the art was getting kind of hard to follow. Like, you know, like who's the heroes on which earth and like who am yeah. I fighting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know or whatever. It just seemed kind of weird there for a quick second. It just kind of got weird. But yeah. you got to see all the, all the heroes fighting there. And then I don't, do you know what's going on with the Sentinels, Brother Beavis, at this point? Like they're being uh, controlled uh, by. Yeah, so there's something about like, um, there, that was the O-N-E or One Nation. Some There was some bullshit where they got yeah. sort of turned. Like, they became the... when I think in, in uh, once Scarlet Witch killed all the mutants, I think they sort of became protectors mm-hmm. of the mutants or some shit like that. Um, oh but, like, Cyclops, at this point, doesn't have any friends. So he just has to hang out with robots. Yeah. That's pretty much what's going on. <laughs> exactly. He's got his precious egg and... Uh, Mm. I'd also like to draw your attention. Yeah. There's a picture of She-Hulk like uh, lifting something. Yeah. Oh yeah, like Squatting. she, yeah. like the, they don't have to do that. Now, come on, yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> using good form. She's not bending her lower back. <laughs> she's bent at the but knees. She's basically yeah. twerking on some sort of brick 
Uh, nobody else yeah. like has to stick their ass out when they pick up big boulders. They did not have to do that. Okay, uh, it's funny you should say that. My other note here says on that same panel, what the fuck is Nightcrawler doing <laughs> with the back there? Uh, <laughs> it's a piggyback ride. I, I like. I don't know what's going on there, but it looks really weird. My note says like the art gets kind of goofy in some of these shots. Yeah. There. Uh, so I guess he yeah. maybe he throws Hulk and then teleports them both to where Hulk is. But how did She-Hulk get there? I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's not going well. I don't get it. Well, they're trying to take down. I, what I it, I'm assuming this is their version of the Baxter Building. I think uh, of Earth 1610 mm-hmm. um, because they you know Hulk goes through it and then like Hulk. Uh, Colossus and them, they're trying to tip the building over, which is where, because um, at first I thought, like, that's where, I thought um, Sam Jackson and Jeremy Renner were on the helicarrier, but apparently they're in this building, and then they tip this building over, it looks like maybe Iron Man's on the other side pushing it over as well, and, you know, they kind of get to say goodbye, you know, like, you know, Reed, go do your thing or whatever. He was kind of a dick then when he's talking to him, too. He's like, so how's the war going? <laughs> yeah, we're losing, man. Launch um, <laughs> your doomsday device, whatever that is. Like, yeah. we're, we're really struggling here. Uh, and so they tumble the building down. And then now this is the other thing. All right. So Namor and Maximus show up with Reed, 1610 Reed. Uh, on the city, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming that they're from Earth 616 as well, right? Like they joined the yeah, other side. Yeah, that would make yeah, sense. Yeah, line. because yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, they're also included See, that, that 16 that, from 616, 1610 from 616. Okay. Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, there's parts of that story that we can't fill in the blanks there because we didn't read whether it was battles, you know, zero of this. Well, I would assume the they Avengers escalated books. the conflict between Black Panther and Namor, and eventually they stopped being uh, frenemies. Yeah. At least yeah. for the moment. And Maximus was just, you know, in the mix with um, Black Bolt. And then you got Proxima yeah, Midnight right. and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to read the Infinity event, uh, I guess. Um, so on Earth 2, Electric Boogaloo. They start their second attack. You know, there's something that happens inside of a dome, and then it gets weird with the art here again too. Like there's like like oh, launch the second attack, and then they really launch like ships. Like you're thinking a doomsday device is going to be literally some sort of device of doomsday, and then they just start like taking out these ships. You get a Miles Morales feature or a uh, Raptor uh, where he just shows up or whatever. And you know, Damn the funny man. part is is that he's really one of the yeah, thank you, the one of the only ultimate. Uh, pun intended, survivors of this whole thing that winds up making it uh, kind of real permanently in uh, Earth 616. He tags um, along in a very yeah, the, uh, yeah. Spider-Man Infinity War-esque way. Yes, very much so. Um, right. and we'll, we'll get to that here in a second, too. And so, yeah, so, um, so yeah, these ships are, like, just coming out, and they're, like, attacking people, and they're like, oh, you know, this ship got this person. I'm like, what? That's your doomsday device? <laughs> I'm launching some more ships? So, okay. Alright, so there's another scene that doesn't make any whole lot of sense. Um, so the villains are all watching the earth get destroyed <laughs> in a bar. Yeah. That was an email. Like, okay, yeah. really? Really? Yeah. An email? That you sent an email? Like, hey, we're going to go He didn't put it on Facebook. Bar. He sent an email. <laughs> Nobody reads the email, uh, Kingpin. Nobody's showing up. Yeah. <laughs> This, this is like one of the and only things that I actually it. got in the first time I read it. I'm like, oh, that's 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 funny. That's cute. Like all the, you know, rather yes. than rather than having the, uh, you know, this the other comic book trope of when the world's on the line, all the villains pitch in too. The villains was like, fuck it, yeah. we're gonna get like, drunk. And then the yeah, Punisher walks in yeah. the door. Uh, <laughs> and I, you know, yeah. this is definitely a, this is definitely a, a scenes better left untold. Uh, you can imagine what mm-hmm. happens after Frank walks in the door. I I thought this was cute. I liked it. Yeah. Say, man, do you like that scene, too? I just thought it was weird. Yeah, and, and the the fact that Punisher comes in at the end and is like, hey, I got some bullets. <laughs> you want to have a party? I, I, I chuckled. It was dumb, but I chuckled. And, yeah, the villain's kind of like, yeah, fuck yeah. y'all. 
<laughs> we're gonna watch y'all get killed, <laughs> even if it means we're gonna yeah. die with you. We, it, it's funny they got a little party and stuff. I mean, they, damn, Sandman is in there too, huh? Look at that, my namesake. Uh, yeah, no. Sandman made it too. Yeah. <laughs> Bullseye. Bullseye. Yeah, everybody at the bar is like uh, cheering the, you know, the screen. Kingpin is in there. That's a little bit of a reason. They, the, yeah, they all wore the their costumes to the bar too. That's that's. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> like, hold on, let me suit up. Civvies, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to. I don't yeah, have to introduce myself and talk that. to y'all. Just look at my uniform. You know me. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, yeah it, it was kind of a weird scene because it's just dropped in there, like, oh yeah, by the way, this is happening. Yeah, yeah I don't know where the Earth is yeah. being destroyed. Two lizard at coldblooded.com. Coldblooded. <laughs> I wonder if you. I, I wonder what happens if you email these. I wonder if they actually like, actually like set up reserving. Yeah, you would think that they did probably just for fun. Oh, uh, yeah. It was just a weird scene. Uh, all right. So, meanwhile, uh, Black Widow and Spider-Woman, they get killed in the second yeah. wave. So, whatever real cargo that they had, they don't make it to uh, the raft. Um, and then um, Manifold is like, okay, because Black Panther told him, like, this could go one or two ways. It could go the great way and everything's going to be cool. Or it could go the way that all these things go for black superheroes in these event books mm. where you're going to have to die. So he's like, you know, do it. Okay, of course he said that. Uh, so anyway, so he gets hooked into this machine and then he's really like pulling uh, people, and again, Infinity War style, out of this freaking conflict. So people are fighting on the earth and then, you know, um, uh, people just start disappearing and like they're fighting or whatever. So what? Star Lord, Thor, Spider Man, Captain Marvel, Cyclops, uh, you know, all get spirited onto the raft or whatever. And um, there was something with this damn Phoenix egg that I, don't know, I like how he has to egg. present his crotch to it. Hey there, old friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You put it away, Cyclops. You put it away. Yeah. Put it away right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember what this feels like. Uh, it's <laughs> love. <laughs> you are an abusive boyfriend, Cyclops. You're terrible. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. It, I mean, again, that's that's gonna Avengers versus X Men is gonna be us taking one for the team. <laughs> it really is Jesus. because. Yeah. Uh, what I remember about those books was not very good. Uh, again, maybe we just need second eyes on it, like you know, you know, now. But I don't remember them being good. Uh, so yeah. So the life raft is away, and again, this is another thing too. Okay, so the two Earths are fighting. Like, where are they going? Like, I mean, are you just going into the void? Like, it's the void of space, and you're going to. You know, uh, establish on a new planet or something. I guess that's what they're doing. They're going beyond. Um, so on the yeah, yes, exactly. that's it. Hey, no pun intended. The Great Earth Escape. So it's the Fantastic Four, the Future Foundation, the Infinity War heroes, Black Panther, um, and then a bunch of scientists. Um, I mean, that's basically it. And then so as they're getting, you know, to to wherever the hell they're going, the the hull of the raft gets broken into. Wait, are um, there two rafts? Is there one raft? No, there's one raft, there's but then one. it gets yeah, it gets hit by like lightning or something and breaks into two parts. Yeah, but yeah. then where does where does Cyclops, Phoenix, and Spider Man, and where where do they all end up in? I think they're in like I think they're on one version of the, of the raft. Yeah, because they showed them in yeah. the ship earlier. I think. Yeah, because Captain Marvel um, is in the background shots when it splits into two. Because I have a note here that says. Okay, so the ship oh, gets I hit see. with lightning yeah, or whatever. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It gets hit with lightning, and then they're like, oh, okay, Sue, you know, the invisible woman, most powerful hero that nobody ever talks about. You know, my wife's going to hold it together or whatever, but we got to bring the ship back together. I'm like, can't y'all send Captain Marvel out there? She get that thing that goes on her, like, she her can go face. to space. Yeah, she can go to space. Like, why can't she just, yeah, why can't she just push the ships back together? Like, I didn't understand um, yeah, it's that part of it. But, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so they're gonna pull the ship back together, um, you know. So they're getting ready to do that, but then out of the blue, you know, I don't know. They it, didn't it, quite a make it. Shot. Yeah, there's a shot in there though where Susan is like standing there, 
Like, you know, when she's holding the ship together, she's got the shot where she's, like, bleeding out of her nose and shit. Mm-hmm. And then there's another shot, though. Like, she's, like, like making magic. Like, everybody's, like, staring at her. Like, you yeah. see, like, the Future Foundation. And she's I'm like, what is she, she doing? She has, like, the shield. She's you know, trying to hold the like, bubble. what are you doing not, there? Yeah, it's, it's a weird shot. But is that what it is? She's trying to, she's struggling to hold yeah. bubble, I think. That's, yeah, because they don't show the mm. bubble, I guess. Well, I guess it's around them. So it's, it's just kind of a weird looking. It's invisible. Shot of her. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but they, that doesn't work. They get, uh, again, Infinity Ward themselves, and a white light overcomes them and takes them out, and boom, poof, they're gone. You know, Reed loses his family or whatever. Um, and then now he gets to narrate his loss in a very Reed like fashion for several pages of, like, I paid all this money for all these black pages, you know, as the thing goes completely white. Um, of course it goes. And then at the end, white. you see, hey now, mm. rest in peace, manifold. <laughs> um, <laughs> I forgot Darwin will also be standing there as well uh, from the X Men uh, movie. He'll be standing there. Oh, it does go black at the Jedi, end. Jedi uh, look as well. It does yeah, go black you know. at the end. Um, so Doom spaces at the end. <laughs> uh, and black, then, though. you know, and that's it. Yep. That's it. And, you know, that's issue one. And you get the RIPs for the Marvel Universe for 2015 and then the Ultimate Universe from 2000 to 2015. You know, and that's issue one. I mean, again, I think in hindsight, we're reading this. And, you know, we're, you know, if you've ever listened to us before, we're going to make fun of everything. But <laughs> as an overall book, like, I don't, you know, I think it makes sense in a lot of parts. Like, it, it you know, it's a good introductory story. You know, actually, when we get to issue two, I think it actually becomes a little bit better after the Thor introduction or whatever. Spoiler alert. But after you get into that, like when we get to Doom World, it, it becomes a much more interesting story. Uh, you know, I've only gotten through the first two issues, but I think it becomes a very you know interesting story. But as an introducing introduction book to this whole new universe with the prior with the knowledge that we have now, you know, I thought this was a really good book. Sandman, what saves you? Um, initially from my first reading, I'd expected a lot worse, honestly, but I mean, it wasn't <laughs> too bad. <laughs> I really did. Um, so I'm still a little confused of what's going on <laughs> a, a little bit, but having come in from uh, Avengers, like we said before, I have background on it, so it's not... It's not bad. It's 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 a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I'll be put it that way. As uh, for now, that's that's about all I can say, I guess. But uh, there's still there's a lot of crap going on still. But yeah, at least I know yes. what's going on, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Brother Beavis. Well, if you think about the first Secret Wars, like basically there's a crack in the sky, a thought box, and then everybody's on a world, and nobody knows what's going on. So. I think that they gave us a little more setup. I think it's, you know, I think the fact that they actually get the world built or get the backstory out of the way so they can immediately build the world in issue two is actually pretty mm-hmm. concise tel- storytelling for a crossover, which usually has a lot of filler. Um, I remember it kind of mm-hmm. stalling after it gets into the midst of it. But, I mean, I think they bring us pretty quickly into uh, what's what's to come. But... Straight up, if you have not read the New Avengers or listened to the podcast that we did, like this is yes. completely nonsense. Yeah, it, is just, it, it might as well just <laughs> yeah. be gibberish. It could just be like every box yeah, yeah, could I mean, be you're... Charlie Brown's teacher, and it would make as much sense. Yeah. As as yeah, yeah, it, it, books. yeah it's right. rough. Like I mean, again, like I said. And give props to Hickman. And again, it, it it gives me a little bit more hope if we start thinking about the X Men books. It gives me more hope that he started this new Avengers thing in 2014 and they are 13. And then that two hour arc of books or two hour, two year arc of books winds up here. And there was clearly a start point and an end point here. And he took those two years to tell that particular story to get here. So shout out to him to being able to make a story that, you know, pulls from two years essentially of, of, of comic books and comic book lore or whatever to tell a story that makes sense but your ass would have had to have read two years worth of goddamn comics to get to that point and shoo 
and they're not even talking about the side books that might go along with it. You, I mean, mm-hmm. just the mainline books to be able to tell this particular story. Yeah. And again, I think this is why a reason why people, you know, like, man, the comic book store can be an intimidating place, you know, and maybe they're going away from that model. Like I said, maybe this telling this single issue stories or whatever in these X-Men books is the way to go or that's what they're doing. But I, I have a feeling that whatever he's laying in X-Men is something that's going to pay off you know, down the road, it's just, you know, you have to be patient enough to get there. And, um, yeah. I, I guess, bro, um, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a, it's a long, confusing road, you know, and just, and playing off the idea of like, oh yeah, we're going to do another secret wars and playing off the nostalgia of the original series or whatever. I mean, again, you're going to see a lot of names from the original series in these books. Um, you know, I, I get it, but, Again, if you hadn't read a comic book since 1987, and then you jumped into Secret Wars three, you're gonna be completely confused. Um, so, Beyond, yeah. yeah. But overall, I thought it was a pretty good book, a pretty good solid start for the whole thing. So, all right. So I agree with that. So a solid start to season nine, as we do our own version of a reboot here. Uh, and like I said at the beginning, we'll um, kind of jump around a little bit, but this Secret Wars will be our base book for this season as we get through. Um, you know, all through season nine, we're going to kind of keep falling back on Secret Wars 3. So, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, that's really it. Uh, we're on a fairly semi-regular schedule. We only missed a week, uh, I think, right? Maybe mm-hmm. only a week? Yeah. yeah. Week Maybe week. only a week. Yeah. Uh, so, and shout out to all the people that did listen to our, like, uh, watch along for X-Men, the animated series. There's a lot of listens on that. Um, like, a lot. And so, you know, that was a lot of fun for us. We will try to continue that. Um, at some point in time, you know, at least to get through Intermagneto, um, that cold justice or whatever, the one that comes after that, is, mm. that's a rough episode. I'm not um, watching the Missionary <laughs> one either. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot make me watch it. do that for Black History Month. <laughs> I'm going to watch it for Black History Month. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll try to get through that and, and you know, we're, we're moving through. All right. So, uh, remember, you've been the finest podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Rate, review, subscribe. You can find me, the producer, at Brothers Comics, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find Sandman at Sandman415 on Facebook and the Twitters. Uh, Brother Beavis is in the Ethan name. All right. So, yeah, good to hear y'all's voices again, even though it was really only a week off. It felt like we took longer off than that, but I think it was only a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So, we're good to go. All right, so as uh, the X-Men, the animated series music starts to play us out, uh, again, as the producer, I'm signing off. Uh, Brother Beavis, we'll let you go first. Man. Black <laughs> issue. Go ahead. All right, I will, I'll catch you on the Battle World, I guess. Yeah, I think we might have to slide into Battle World to see what's going on over there. We might add that as a mix I think in. they set it up uh, after and, part uh, Sandman? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and Sandman, go ahead and sign off. Hey, I'm in the back of the bus, but I'm first in your hearts. See you next time, y'all. There you go. All right, yeah. We'll see everybody on the other side. Peace.